Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, children of appropriate ages, to the Between Two Birds podcast. The date is April 9th, 2015. I'm your host, Cody Colston. And I'm Connor Garcia. And Connor, do you know what season it is? Baseball season? Yes! Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. I don't care if we ever go back. Because we root, root, root for... Uh, I messed up the lyrics, didn't I? Uh, maybe? I don't know. I never got the... I don't care if I ever come back. Um, Yes, I do hope I come back. Because I could never stay away from a baseball stadium. Very true, very true. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into uh, the show. Uh, we're going to hop right into some Orioles news. Big news coming out of uh, the front office. The the iron that was, what, what, did, what did Buck say? The, the iron that was in the coal? Yeah, something like that. Something, Buckism, whatever it is. But um, it finally came to fruition today. Uh, reliever Ryan Webb and AAA catcher Brian Ward have been traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers for two minor league prospects, uh, switch hitting catcher Chris O'Brien and submarine pitcher Ben Rowan. And, and, uh, the Orioles' competitive balance draft pick, which is 74th overall. Not a good trade in my opinion, and we're going to get into that. Um, first, let's take a look at, uh, who got swapped and what happened. Uh, Chris O'Brien, uh, switch hitting catcher. His father was a catcher. Uh, I believe that was what the report was. Um, so good genes there. Always a good thing to have, especially, uh, we, we see, we've seen what it can do, um, with what Hunter Harvey has done, what Hunter Harvey's dad has done with him since Harvey's father was a closer in the majors. Um, but in Chattanooga, uh, Chris O'Brien has hit, uh, he hit, 266 uh, last season with an OBP of 341, a slugging of 438. He had 53 RBIs, and the big thing that stands out to me is he had 32 doubles. Um, you always a gap power with a catcher is always rare, and it's a uh, always a good thing to get some of that with uh, whenever you can. Moving on, Ben Rowan, the submariner we got. He is 6'3", big old righty. Um, he. Uh, I don't believe I have his. No, nope, I don't have his uh, minor league stats in front of me at the second. Rowan, 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 keep them pitches rowing. That's all I think of when I hear his name now. That 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 is so bad. You know what? That is so bad. It's not my worst. What's what's your worst? Whew, um, let me go back into the Twitter archives to 2010. Um. Uh, I don't know. Just search my Twitter and like look for anything after or before, you know, 2012. It was pretty bad. <laughs> okay, I actually do have Rowan's stats in front of me last year. Last year at Round Rock AAA for uh, Texas, he posted a 3.45 ERA in uh, 47 innings, and he he gave up 18 earned runs. Um, and 31 strikeouts and only nine walks. I think that's the big one right there is only nine walks. He seems like he, uh, he's a guy who can throw strikes, but he's not exactly a strikeout guy. So always, it's going to be interesting seeing him pitch if he ever does uh, make it to the Orioles. Um, but let's 
break well I don't want to say break it down but let's 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 chime in on this uh I don't think it's a good trade mainly because of the fact they gave up that pick um I think that's Andrew Friedman working his devil magic over with the Dodgers to be honest because <laughs> that man was a magician for the Rays and I'm glad to have him out of the division now that we don't have to deal with him with like making the Rays a powerhouse but now he just you know kind of fleeced us on this um very very sad uh yeah. <laughs> of course, Connor can't uh, chime in on this, as you all know. Uh, we're going to get into Connor because tomorrow's a big day for him. But um, wait, 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 wait. Does Mister Baseball have an opinion? I, I was getting that. I was uh, getting that. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Mr. Baseball says he doesn't like the trade because that means Brian Mattis is staying and we lose a pick. Oh, and also, JPR and Sebia has been released, too. That was another one that came out of left field, kind of. Um, it was actually, I think he was kind of the odd man out there because of, uh, there was a kind of a log jam at AAA with catching. Um, and with Brian Ward gone, because originally there were four catchers there, and it was Brian Ward, Steve Clevenger, um... Aaron Sebia, and then they have two other guys, uh, Booker and Audrey Perez, who are two uh, younger, um, like, I, I would guess replacement-level players. Um, but, yeah, Aaron Sebia is gone, and Mr. Basil said Aaron Sebia was a waste of a roster spot at this point since there's 50,000 catchers in the organization, and he wasn't going to stick. Approx- uh, approximately 50,000 catchers. Approximately 50,000 pitchers. That's a bold statement. Uh, you know... I would like to see a team of just, like, all catchers. Like, I want to see, like, a pickup game of baseball where every position is, like, a major league catcher, and I want to see what happens. The Oakland Athletics, 2014. <laughs> Billy Bean, you know, he loves his uh, he loves his converted catchers. Mm. He loves them winning the MVP and then, meet, and then trading them away. Yep. Um... We're going to hop into the series that just passed. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Orioles just wrapped up their season. Uh, not season. I, God, that, that was a short season, wasn't it, Connor? Short season. Another another 500 season for the Orioles. Yeah, really. Well, not 500 because uh, it'd be... 750? No, it'd be 666 repeating because... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> 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 but uh, the Orioles beat the, take the series from the Rays 2-1. to one. Uh, The scores, uh, respectively, are 6-2, 6-5, and 0-2. Um, the biggest surprise, well, I wouldn't say surprise, but the best thing I think out of this series you can take away is that the offense uh, is is awake in this early in the season. Um, it was kind of that, kind of like this scenario last year. I believe that the pitching took a little bit to get it together, and it's probably going to take um, a little bit to uh, get it together here. That's what it seems like. Um, because, let's just face it, Tuesday, uh, Chen wasn't that impressive, and then Wednesday, Gonzalez just got awful. Um, uh, I was happy for Snyder. Snyder is definitely uh, something... Uh, I, I'm, I'm ha- it's between him and Steve Pierce are fighting for my heart right now. And and Connor is starting the Let's Eat campaign. So Yeah. Him, him and Jabby Burns are headlining that, so... <laughs> we, gotta, um, we gotta start something for the new guy make him feel included well i love his name lunchbox here that's amazing i love it that's a, that's pretty good too you know we're 
I I always forget where that came from because I always see it he's, when it's on he, Twitter. He's a, he's a foodie. Oh, okay. That and the sense. pirates just gave him the name Lunchbox, and then his tweet made his Twitter handle Lunchbox Hero. Smart, uh, smart, smart cannoli over there. <laughs> please don't ever do that again. <laughs> please don't ever do that again. You you don't control me. <laughs> hey Connor. What? Syracuse didn't make the NCAA tournament. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You son of a bitch. <laughs> You guys didn't even make the NIT. Shut up. I don't think we were allowed to. <laughs> uh, okay, getting back on topic. Um, Mr. Baseball has says uh, he says it was a good series win. Can't win them all. Uh, kind of sad. Chen broke down after not getting uh, that double play, which is a which is a good point. Um, uh, I I heard uh, Rakubatka come on one hundred five seven the fan the day after. And apparently, all Chen could talk about after the game was how he was—he uh, ha- he kept on going back to that double play, that missed double play opportunity on that grounder he fielded, and uh, Rock kind of hinted at that—that uh, that, you know was the reason why Chen kind of started to bomb going later into the game because he couldn't shake that. And that's what you need to do as a pitcher, which is which is definitely disappointing out of him, um, a seasoned veteran at this point. Uh, but uh, he thinks uh, Chen will rebound. He thinks Gonzo will pick it up after April. The the mysterious uh, April slumps for April Gonzo. slumps for Gonzo. Yeah. Um, the thing I liked about this series is we got to see all of the pitchers at least already. We got to see Garcia make his major league debut. He did pretty well. Yeah. We got to see Wesley Wright make his Orioles debut. I think he pitched to like one batter. I didn't. I don't remember Wesley Wright. Did I? I was. He he pitched in the third game. That's probably why I kind of zoned out after they started scoring those runs. Uh, he pitched a third of an inning, and he gave up nothing. Uh, okay. It was after. He came in for Brock, I think, to probably face a lefty. Yeah, Brock didn't look so hot. and Well, to be honest, I, I'm not that big on Garcia. His command just looked god-awful when I was watching him. Like He had a hard time hitting the strike zone. He throws hard, but, I mean, you have to get it across the plate. You just can't. You know, try and fool guys repeatedly outside the zone. Yeah, I mean, he had a walk, uh, no Ks, and I think he just got three, like, pop-ups for outs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he got the job done, but I don't know. Let's see how he does in a header's park. True, but um, but if you have a guy throwing heat like that, you, you want him to be a strikeout guy. You don't want him to be a guy that pitches the contact. Yeah. Um, was he, Was he? no, it was, against, it was Mattis. He, they came out and, like, Dave Wallace, like, 40-yard dash out to Brian Mattis. Like, hey, yeah, man. Dave Wallace, <laughs> he, was, he was sprinting. I have never seen a man that old sprint. <laughs> oh, my God. He, like, darted out to Mattis, just like, hey, man, you got to trust your stuff. He did Um, after that. But I, th- I thought it was he just ran out to Garcia saying, trust your stuff. It's, you know what it can do. But um, it was Mattis, so that's my bad. Yeah, that's, damn it, Mattis. Um. I think that that wraps it up for the series. Pretty much just good series overall. We have to we go on to face the Toronto Blue Jays at home, and tomorrow that's uh, the first game. That's the Orioles home opener. It's a big day for Connor. Oh, what do you what do you got? What are you doing, Connor? What are you doing? <laughs> I, got you got, I got work. Yeah, work. Yeah, work. Yeah, I got work. Yeah, work. Yeah, but I work at this place called um three 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 Utah Street. Is, um, is it beautiful? Yeah, it's pretty nice, you know. Uh, 
I mean, they don't call it the ballpark that forever changed baseball for nothing. Uh, but yeah, um, Friday, which will be after you'll probably listen to this, is my first day working for the Baltimore Orioles. Um, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing. Uh, we have to be there at 11. I'm getting there at 10 because I don't want to be stuck in traffic and be late because we have to have be out there for a meeting by 1130 or 11. So um, just got to get there, figure out what I'm doing. I'm probably going to be working a gate with the metal detectors or standing in the Legends Park controlling the crowd. Well, apparently they're having a, uh, a giveaway. They're doing a promotion. They're doing a fathead decal, so you'll probably be handing those out. Or that. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> um, just, I mean, I went to uh, the Nationals-Mets game today. Uh, great job for Matt Harvey. But um, I went through the metal detectors, and it's kind of a, you know, a little work in progress. So I think with the smaller crowds, it works better just because you don't have those long lines and everyone's just kind of pissed off when they get up there already. But Well, the, the metal detectors at Nats Park have been there for like the past two years. They weren't. I went to a game last year, or was it last year? No, I think it was the year before last. It was uh, the Memorial Day game that Jason Hamill pitched at uh, Nationals Park, I believe. I think no, I went. It. Yeah, I went. They weren't there for me. Yeah, they were. I don't remember them at all. They, they were there, because I, I specifically remember that, because they wouldn't let me take in my bottle of water, and I got pissed off. <laughs> it would, wow. Yeah. Well, that's uh, Nationals Park for you. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even opened. Like, you know okay. how it's like... Okay. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's the seal. If the seal's broken, you can't take it in. Yeah, they wouldn't let me take it in. It was stupid. But, um, yeah, there's there's always that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I'm blanking. Do you uh, do you have any any insights you want to throw our way, or do you want to... Or, or, or are your lips sealed? About what? Just about... What you've had to go through? Well, I mean, we talked about it a little bit with Jake a few episodes back. But is there, is there anything going on that you know ca- caught your interest with them? Um, nothing really. It's been kind of quiet ever since my training ended. Um, I have my meeting tomorrow at eleven. Uh, for the next episode, I will have more adventures. So, <laughs> I I want to see who your paycheck is from. <laughs> like, who signs it? Like, I want to see who legitimately signs that. I have them. I don't have them right now. Um, they're in a folder, like tucked away with my other stuff. I have Peter Angelos does not shine my checks. Okay. No. God damn it. I, I think it's like that. a. I would frame that. <laughs> I think it's um, like a financial guy in the PR or um, media relations or something department. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, moving on from that, uh, unless you have anything else you want to say. No, that's all. <laughs> all right, moving on to that, going to some national. Uh, yeah, let's go to national news, and we'll, we'll kind of come back towards the Orioles toward the end. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez hits three home runs in one day, facing the Padres. He has uh, five home runs in his first three games, but he hit three home runs uh, last night, which would be April eighth, uh, the time of recording. Um, and he hit four. He had three home runs, one single, and four RBIs. The man's on fire. Literally. Um, please put him out. Um, we need some water fast because he's burning up. We don't but, uh, need no water. Let this motherfucker burn. Burn, motherfucker. Burn. 
That's dark. I, you, you've never listened to Bloodhound Gang? No. <sighs> Shaking my head at you. Shaking my head at you. You know what? <laughs> you've never you've never heard um Hey baby, we ain't nothing but animals, but let, so let's do it like they do it on the Discovery Channel. I've heard that. I don't know who. Yeah, it, that's Bloodhound but, Gang. They did that, they they did a version of uh, the roof. The roof is on fire. It, it's good because they do it in like the whole the whole song like is monotone. It's the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Whew. Man, that's some some quality music out there, man. Yeah, it's oh, it's. Well, I mean, that's like they're like that was like from seven years ago. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, going into uh, well, I, I think that's all we have to say on Adrian Gonzalez. I mean, the, the man's just off to a hot start. I would hope that he uh, keeps it up because I'm I'm an Adrian Gonzalez fan ever since he left uh, Boston. He um is the first major league player ever to have five home runs in his team's first three games. Really. Really, that's oh. it. Sounds like it's not true, but it really is true. I think Vince Scully might have mentioned it. Maybe I don't know. Oh, interesting fact about um the Dodgers. I was watching the actual broadcast with Vince Scully, and he mentioned. I know Orioles fans will remember this fondly, but the Josh Hamilton four home run game at Camden Yards. Yeah. Every single time he hit a home run, Elvis Andrews was on first base. It was always a two-run shot, and Elvis Andrews was on first base. Who was on first? Andrews. Who? Shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Adrian Gonzalez doesn't get a lot of that recognition he deserves. I mean, I don't think he's as good as a hitter as he once was, but I am, I'm definitely a fan ever since he left Boston, and I don't think uh, I think he's very underrated on that uh, Dodgers roster who has... Yasiel Puig and Clayton Kershaw, and you know they got uh, Zach Greinke. Zach, Zach Greinke, your man crush, my hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right. Um, moving on, uh, Kevin Gregg. I, I, will, I will take. I will let you guys get a minute to get that vomit out of the back of your throat. Just, just go ahead, get it out, get it out, get it over with. The Kevin Gregg. The Kevin Gregg. You know, I always hate that because if if you ever play Madden and you ever play against or you play with or play against the Redskins, they have Ryan Kerrigan's nickname. He's an out. If, in case you didn't know, he's an outside linebacker for the Redskins. His nickname is the Ryan Kerrigan, and I just want to punch Colin or whoever says that. I don't know if it's Collinsworth or whoever, but it's. Like, you can't, your name isn't a nickname with the before it, not the Ryan Kerrigan. The New York football giants. I'm going to slap you. <laughs> Syracuse. Shut up. <laughs> we don't, we don't talk about that over here. We don't, we don't talk about it. God damn it. <laughs> oh. Um. What was I saying? Oh, yes, Kevin Gregg. Um, th- <laughs> oh, it was opening day for the Reds, and they were coming out in the eighth inning. They were up 2 nothing, um, and they needed a guy for the eighth. And they have Arnoldus Chapman out there 
who can who can go two innings, who's gone two innings multiple times in his career, and they have an off day tomorrow, so it doesn't really matter whether or not they put him out there for two innings. But they have Arnoldus Chapman, the guy who can throw like one o what one o five one o six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he can throw he can throw one o five and then reach back and throw it. Uh, uh, well, not reach back, but he, then he can throw an eighty eight mile per hour slider. And you're gonna tell me that you would go. You, they go with Kevin Gregg in that spot where they're up two nothing in the eighth, and then the and then of they just start pelting him. They just start pelting Greg. Of course, like it always happens. And then Andrew McCutcheon hits a two run bomb after Greg throws a meatball over, and it's and not pretty. Not no, not pretty at all. And then what was it? Uh, Todd Frazier bailed him out on a three run jack. And then they brought in Chapman. And then they brought in Chapman, yeah. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I don't... Like, I understand that guys like... Like, the guy, the, the Heath Bells and the Kevin Greggs, they have their, their place in the bullpen. They eat innings. You can throw them out there and not have to worry about them blowing out their arm because they're over 30 and nobody, like, really wants them. They're happy to just have a job. But, Jesus Christ, why? why? The only... The only reason Kevin Gregg still has a job is because he has saves. Literally, he had a point in his career where he was okay and was a closer for a couple teams and got saves. Other than that, there is no reason he should have a job in baseball. Well, I mean, unless he's like a personal David Ortiz uh, antagonator. or Instigator. Instigator. That's the word I'm looking for. Antagonator. What the hell is that? Use your use your words. Use use. I use my. I, I want to use my words. Kind of. Can I use my words? Yeah, you can use your words. Use my words. Use those words. Use my words. Use my words. Moving on. Uh, talking about Orioles alumni. Um, let's check in on uh, some Orioles players that have left us in this off season. Nelson Cruz. With uh, the Seattle Mariners, he is a one for eleven with Cruz, a Cruz, Cruz. <laughs> On down with my windows down. A crew, no, not for, <laughs> no, anything but Florida Georgia line. Uh, no, but seriously, he is hitting point oh nine one, and he, you know, he, like I said, he's eleven for he's one for eleven. That that's some Ryan Flaherty numbers. Those are Ryan Flaherty numbers. Like it's not it's not oh for twenty seven just yet, but it's getting there. Uh, moving on, uh, Nick Markakis is three for eleven with three RBIs. Uh, two walks and a strikeout. He's hitting two seventy three, and he has a stolen base. He's finally a stolen base guy. After all these years <laughs> in spring training, saying he's going to steal some bases this year, he finally does it. Good for him. Uh, it, it it hurts. It hurts to see him in that uniform. Like I don't mind. At least it's the Braves. I don't mind the Braves. I don't like their team name, but I don't like I don't like one of their logos. I like their team name when I call them the Barbs. Yeah, it's the barbs. The barbs. Have you seen the video of the guy? He's like, um, go Bobs on like some YouTube things. And the go caption bobs. was like the best $5 ever spent. <laughs> go Bobs. Um, but yeah, I don't mind Nick Marquez with the Braves. He's a 
going to be a staple in that terrible organization for the next four years. So yeah, yeah, don't let don't let their their opening sweep for you guys. The Braves are not that good. Yeah, neither are the Marlins. So there you go. Their their success so far has not equaled the sum of their parts. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, another player who um who who a lot of fans are salty about, Andrew Miller has finally made his appearance uh, yesterday, which is April eighth at the time of recording again. Um, for New York, he came in for one inning, has one strikeout, and yeah, he gave up no earned runs. He actually, it was actually a save situation against Toronto, which the Yankees won four to three. Well, I'd hope he'd be a closer for all the freaking money they're going to pay him over the next four years. Yeah, four years, thirty-six million dollars. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I actually went through every twenty-five man roster and compiled together all the former Orioles. So, you mind if I run through them kind of quickly? Go for it. Um, nobody yet on the Red Sox, but Koji's on the DL, so he'll come back. Obviously, Miller for the Yankees. For the Blue Jays, they got Liam Hendricks. He was here for like a part of the offseason in 2013. He was at the Fan Fest, so I count him as an Oriole. Um, he talked about living in Australia, and then we never pitched him, so I kind of feel bad for the guy. Uh, Todd Redman is on the Blue Jays, along with Steve Tallison, Danny Valencia. And the White Sox, they got Matt Albers. Matt Albers. Literally, I had, I got his autograph. He's cool. Um, Is Indians, he a lefty? No, he's a righty. Okay, I about to say that. I, I could have sworn he was a lefty. Uh, Indians have nobody. Uh, Tigers have Alfredo Simone, you know, the dude who shot somebody. <laughs> Supp- you remember when he shot that guy? <laughs> Supposedly. Um Royals have uh, that Guthrie dude, because uh, these O's ain't royal, you know. Don't remind me. Uh, the Twins have nobody, Angels nobody. Uh, the Astros have Pat Neshek. He was with the Orioles during spring training of 2012. O'Day beat him out for that bullpen job, but I would love, I would have loved to have both, honestly. Um, if I had to choose between O'Day and Pat Neshek, you win either way, honestly. Uh, um, submarine pitchers, man. Yeah, uh, and they have Scott Feldman too from that. Ch- uh, no. Was Scott no, we traded for Scott Feldman. He signed with the Astros. Yeah, okay. he signed like a crazy like four year, forty million dollars. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. He wasn't gonna good, get that good here. For him. Good for him. Uh Athletics got nobody. Uh the Mariners obviously have Cruz and probably Andy Chavez if he ever shows up this year. If he's just gonna like <laughs> pop up randomly like, Hey, I'm back. Um You can't the, escape the you can't escape the Chavez. No. Nah. The Rangers have uh Delano DeShields son and um he never played for the orioles but his dad did and logan verrett who just went there this past couple weeks uh the braves have uh jim johnson former oriole great kelly johnson and and that marcakis dude um is is jim i thought is jim johnson in their bullpen i thought yeah he's one of their setup men for um Grilly. wow okay i was like oh they trade Kimbrell. Is Jim Johnson going to be close? I'm like, nah, shit, they have Grilly. Um, the Marlins have Michael Morse, who the Orioles were rumored to get this offseason. The Mets have none. The Phillies have none. And the Nationals might have Nate McClough if he has a roster spot when he comes off the DL. At this point, at this point, I doubt it because they have a crowded outfield. Yeah, I I I love me some Nate, but I don't. I think his his time in the league is done. Unfortunately, unfortunately, he's he's probably a fourth outfielder at best now. So, yeah, and they've got like six outfielders at this point. 
Um, the Cubs have Arietta, Jason Hamill, Pedro Strope, and Wada is on the DL, but I think he will have a spot when he comes back. Obviously, the Reds have Kevin Gregg. The Brewers have uh, Francisco Rodriguez. The Pittsburgh Pirates have Rodimies Liz, a pitcher that hasn't pitched since 2009 and has never finished the season with an ERA lower than six. He also has a mean lazy eye, if you look at his pick, at his profile pick. Like, poor guy <laughs> yeah like really he, he that that is a bad lazy eye and i have seen some bad lazy eyes that'd be the title of this episode rodimies leaves lazy eye maybe lazy eyes for days um the cardinals have mark reynolds the sheriff always loved mark reynolds um diamondbacks got nobody colorado has Latroy hawkins and nick hunley um hunley has a couple hits so far this year so he's doing pretty well Dodgers have Justin Turner, who came up in the Orioles system and played. I think he made his debut with the Orioles. I, I'm not sure. Uh, the Padres have none of them, and the Giants, if he comes back and has a spot, Travis Ishikawa. And breathe. <sighs> uh, well, thank you for that rundown, Connor. You're welcome. That was that was very informative. Um. You uh, you just want to move on to uh, hate of the week? Let's do it. Right. Uh, you go you first. can you me go first. You go first. All right, man. Just finish talking, man. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, let me see if I can remember who I was going to pick this week. Actually, it just escaped me. Um, that's why I wanted you to go first because I'm trying okay. to remember. No, I'll go. I'll go. I'm all good. Right. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I went to the Nationals Mets game over in DC. Um. Matt Harvey versus Steven Strasburg, you know, great pitching matchup. Uh, Steven Strasburg was terrible. Matt Harvey was amazing, so it was a good day. Um, and, of course, I was going to say something. Um, you know, wow. <laughs> all, all the fart noises. All the fart noises, all of them. Um, the Mets won. <laughs> the Mets won six to three. The bullpen almost blew it. Uh, Juris Familia got the save. I think he gave up a run, so I think he ended up getting a save. Um, but during the game, I was up in section two twenty four, which is like the upper deck, looking down on right field, mm-hmm. which you can't you can't see the corner. It's kind of like um, the equivalent to club level and Camden Yards all the way down the first baseline. You're like the middle of the flight deck mm. is what I compare it to. Um, Nationals fans are boring. <laughs> they cheer for nothing. They cheer for Bryce Harper, um, the president's race, and Bryce Harper. I don't think – like they. I think they just need – and they don't even cheer when it's like the – Dun, 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 dun. None of them yell charge. You know, may, I mean, maybe just because it was cold, but um, even then, the Mets fans that are around me were cheering the whole game, no matter what. Um, yeah, it's hard to cheer when your team was down 6 nothing at one point, but come on. It's not that hard. Get up and clap. Literally, as they were leaving, the Mets fans that were around me were like, come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> And their their fans really uh, reflect their uh, the the skyline from their uh, ballpark, just you know, parking garages for days. Bo- days. Boring. Um, God, you think it was a Congress meeting? It was so boring. Um, 
Well, no, 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 no. You see, the Nets fans actually kind of get something done once in a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> they got to work sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Congress doesn't work. We all know this. Yeah, uh, of course. I mean, you know, for a team that has a lot of talent like Strasburg, um, you know, Bryce Harper, Jordan Zimmerman, they got that Scherzer dude in the offseason. Yeah, che- the, probably one of the best rotations in baseball. Cheer for your freaking team. This, it's not golf. It's not waiting for you to silence and wait for something to happen. No. Cheer out. You know, yell out your let's go, Nats, or whatever the hell you people yell out. You, you, you Ignite your natitude. You, you, you ain't doing any of that. Their slogan is ignite your natitude and the most quiet fan base I've ever seen. It makes no sense. It's all about that birditude, baby. No. <laughs> birditude. I love um what are they called now? On on base? Uh, OBP. I like their stuff, but I did not like the birditude shirt. Birditude's awesome, man. You got it's all about that birditude. You're not, you're not being very birdie right now, Connor. Talk talk birdie to me. <laughs> oh no. No. <laughs> No, no. I'm making not going there. I'm making that a shirt with um. Who could be on that shirt? I'll put Ryan Flaherty's face on it. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> look what you look what you started. <laughs> oh, and hi- another highlight of um the game today. I got to see the the I don't even remember his name. Clint. Syracuse. Shut up. The Clint Robinson for the Washington Nationals. Everyone's like, like nobody was cheering for him, but then I realized that they never cheer for anybody that's not named Bryce Harper. So, <laughs> Oh, Dan Ugla played. And Ian Desmond oh, the made struggler. it. The struggler is real. Ian Desmond made another error. Um, and, yeah, great game. That, that, that's all you got for you hate of the week. Just yeah. Nat yeah, suck. Nat, yeah, Nats are boring. <laughs> their stadium's boring. Their fans are boring. Right. Yeah, there um, you go. Did that? Did that let you think of what you're gonna say so you can shut me up now? Uh, well, I, I was letting, I was just gonna let you ramble because it was actually kind of entertaining. Ugh, um, it's falling apart. <laughs> there. It's falling apart there, man. What are you doing to me? Um, well, I have a very broad hate of the week. Do um, you know? <laughs> It's very broad. It's do, similar... you, do you now? Okay. <laughs> it's uh, kind of similar to yours, um, but it's mainly going to fall under what happened with the Rays um, this past week. Because we all know, I think it was the Rays, their opening day attendance was like in the 30,000s. I think it was like 35,000. Yeah. Um, the second day, it dropped off to 17,000. Wow. And then yesterday, 13,000? Yeah. It was, it's just like, have you, have you ever seen, like, when a company, like, have you ever seen, like, AOL's, like, stock? Like, right, like, like, around 2005, 2004, it's really high, and as the years go on, it's just a slowly, slow decline into nothingness. Or just Enron. Yeah, basically the, any of those. My the razor, the razor Enron. <laughs> yeah, pretty much like that. And I have a kind of an issue with those fans because 
like, I get the opening day is special, but it's like that drop off. I, I, I don't think it's ex- you can't explain it really. I mean, one, you can't explain it, and two, you can't defend it. One, you can partially explain it. The eh, no, you can't. Never mind. I was gonna say the I've driven by the uh, Tropicana. I've driven by Tropicana Field. It is in the worst location it ever. Is. It is probably the worst field. No, there was a, a report from NBC. The you know I'm changing this. My hate is for Tropicana Field because I just realized how much I fucking hate that stadium. Those fans are they're they're okay for a week. I'll get to them next week. But right now the hate is for Tropicana Field because <laughs> it is. The worst stadium in Major League Baseball. The worst. It is in the worst location. It has some of the worst conditions. It is a dome. I don't, it, that doesn't open, correct? No, it doesn't. It doesn't not... open. You, you, Baseball is made to be played in the sun. At least the Marlins have a retractable roof. That Sometimes. Even, yeah, they forget to... <laughs> pull back every once in a while or they forget to close whatever the one that is but there was a report by nbc that the first two well, yeah the first two games the dugout phones did not work like the call <laughs> the, the, the the dugout phone to call the bullpen it didn't work you think that was something that would get addressed when they were doing their checklist to open up the season you know do the phones that the manager needs to call the bullpen in order to have, you know, things in the game happen. Does that work? I mean, Buck Showalter bought, walkie- bought walkie-talkies. He did? He was prepared. Yeah, I saw somewhere he bought walkie-talkies for the uh, bullpen coach in him. Oh, my God. What if they, like, the Rays did that too, but they picked up the wrong feeds? So they're like, hey, throw up Madison in the bullpen. And then, like, Rays bullpen coach is like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Well, I, you know what? You, you're giving the Rays too much credit. Cash would have probably brought out a, 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 a cup and a wire. That's probably what he would have done. He'd just flick it. Hey. <laughs> hey, over there. <laughs> the Trump is so bad. I mean, I feel for the Rays fans because they have a shitty stadium. but They're, oh, they're in a horrible location. Um, they literally they forgot to steam clean the carpet when they open up for this season. Really? The field is literally carpet. I mean, come oh, on. Oh, okay, that's what you're referring It doesn't yeah, look the, like... the field's carpet, pretty much. It, yeah, with, like, little pebbles everywhere that is in turf. I mean... To make it... Even the Jays have AstroTurf, and their fucking dome opens. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? And that's the big thing with the Rays, too, is that, they're, um, that their stadium is in such a shitty spot. That's the reason why their attendance is so low. Yeah. Like, if they were actually um, in probably Tampa Bay, like around um, the Lightning, Tampa Bay Lightning Arena, they'd sell more tickets by a lot because they'd be downtown. Yeah, and they'd they're be, in you know, St. Petersburg. St. <laughs> Petersburg is a shithole. Yeah, I drove through it because <laughs> it's pretty shitty. Did you get cancer on your way through? I mean, I picked up uh, some things that I can't really explain on air, but... Uh... <laughs> But uh, the, I, yeah, su- he... I, su- I was somehow healthy. <laughs> but yeah, that trop. Yeah, that, I'm gonna change that. Tropicana Field gets my hate of the week, so I'm gonna go with that. All right, I think that wraps it up, doesn't it? Yeah, unless we can rant about the trops for about 30 more minutes, which we are possibly able to do. 
No, no, I want to. We're we're gonna have a special Raven segment that we're gonna come back to after this because I I want to talk about something long and hard that I think needs to get addressed. I'm not being said, serious here. This is gonna be a very long and hard talk. You said long and hard. Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. You stole folks. my shirt. God damn it. Goodbye, folks. This is the last episode I'm ever doing. <laughs> Oh, I stole your Edwin Parrot shirt. Yes, he did. Okay, he stole it. He stole it from me. All right, uh, we're gonna head to our musical break. We'll be right back. Please don't go anywhere.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Between Two Birds podcast. We're going to hop right into some Ravens news. First, we're going to hit on with... Uh, hit on with... Hmm. Uh, the Ravens actually brought in some uh, potential draftees for their uh, for their well, interview process. They brought in uh, Was- uh, Washington cornerback Marcus Peters, uh, Missouri wideout Dorio Green-Beckham, and local Towson corner Ty Smith. Um, the former two have their fair share of, uh, of off-the-field issues, and we're going to talk a little bit about that in general later. But uh, they bring in, they come in, both, I think both are positions of needs for the Ravens. Um, I don't know much about Marcus Peters, but I know Dorio Green-Beckham is a monster when he pulls his head out of his ass. Um, and from what I've heard about uh, Ty Smith, he's, he's apparently Towson's, one of Towson's best players. And uh, Towson lately has been producing some big football talent. I mean, they they had uh, Terrence West, who uh, is, it was one of the running backs for the Cleveland Browns as of right now. And uh, it's always good to see a local guy, you know, get a lo- uh, get a tryout with the local team. Well, well, I wouldn't say tryout, but they have their local prospect day, and they, they were looking at him and whatnot. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, moving on. Uh, little uh, oh, the Ravens re-signed uh, uh, offensive lineman Ja Reed to a one-year deal. Ja. Ja. Where is Ja? Where are Ja? <laughs> yeah, have, you, have, you, have, you, have you never seen Dave Chappelle? Yes, I've seen Dave Chappelle. Where is Ja? I need Ja. <laughs> are you just getting that? Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting it. It's funny. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's that. All right. I'm just watching Casey McGee uh, fuck up this easy ground ball from Justin Upton. <laughs> completely zoning out of the football talk thanks for your help Connor a <laughs> uh, uh, oh, quick salary cap update um, this is before the Jaw Reeds uh, signing the Ravens were uh, 7.658 million under the NFL cap limit uh, I'm not quite sure what it is now that Jaw Reed has been signed I can look it up one second uh, ladies and gentlemen I apologize I was not thinking about this beforehand boo Boo, Andy Tastenberger, boo. <laughs> boo, Andy Tastenberger, boo. Where is that from? It's really familiar. South Park. Yes. Okay, uh, according to Russell Street Reports, Brian McFarland, it's only, uh, his cap hit is 585k. So that's going to be around, they're going to have a little bit over 7 million left. About, actually, no, wait, yeah, 7.1 million on the dot. Is what they'll probably have left, yeah. um, and they will have a total of sixty-six players on their roster. Uh, that wraps it up. That's that's about it for the Ravens news. I mean, Ja Reed. The thing about Ja Reed is, I was kind of big on him when they drafted him, and he turned out not to be so great. Um, but he's, I would say he's a he's he, he's a serviceable backup. He's not a good backup. He's serviceable, and. I don't want him out there for more than one series. Like, he should just be out there to give the guys, you know, the guys who are winded a break and whatnot. But, uh... He's that restaurant that's open past midnight, but you'd never go to it during regular hours. Exactly. Um, that's pretty much... Like, this like this Burger King down here is serviceable until <laughs> we go to sleep and wake up and there's other actual restaurants open. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um... With 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 Ja, it's it's always hard keeping 
good backup linemen because if they're good enough, they're going to start somewhere because linemen are a hot commodity in the NFL. Um, and I mean, I've heard you need five of them for a yes, football team. You do. You need five of them. Okay, I, I am on with that. <laughs> but um, the thing about bringing John back, he, he already knows the system. He knows how to uh, work in it, and that there's always advantages to that. Um, that's 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 really about all I have to say on that. I mean, it's just I, I'm pretty sure he's only back because he knows the system, and there's no guarantee he stays. He could easily be cut at the end of preseason if he doesn't perform well. Yeah. Which, uh, because I, I would imagine the Ravens are looking heavily in the offensive lineman in this year's draft with uh, Marshall Yanda's contract coming up soon and, uh, and the possibility of maybe not resigning him if they can't get a deal done. Um, that's about that. About wraps it up for the news. I wanna I wanna take this last bit of the podcast to um, talk a little bit about an issue that's been nagging me for a while. Um, as, as everyone knows, the Ravens have had some quote-unquote uh, character concerns of their players as of late. Uh, uh, ja Reed was one. He he was been arrested in the past year or so. Um, there's obviously Ray Rice. Uh, I believe Assad Jimmy Smith was disorderly conduct. Um, Jacoby Jones getting hit over the head with a bottle. Um, and a, Bernard Bernard Pierce before he was released. Yeah, Bernard Pierce is DOI. Thank you for that one. Um, and there's been a, a giant call out for the Ravens to uh, clean up their act or uh, work better at uh, evaluating the character of their players. And I, I got a problem with that. I really do on a fundamental level. Um, you're basically asking a team to predict whether or not their, that potential player for them is going to break the law or not. And I think that's kind of outrageous to do. And I'm going to explain myself here. Um, <laughs> I, I hear that laugh, Connor. I hear it. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with the draft. I'm going to go, go to the draft, and then we're going to work to free agency. So what happens with the draft is... Let's say you have your top 50 board. I don't know what the Ravens, I don't know what their top board is, how many it goes, but let's say you have your top 50 as an example. There was 323 participants in the NFL Combine this year. All right, so what they would have to do is, like, after they look through all the tape, they make their top 50 board just on the tape, and then they go through the Combine and find the guys they like, and they have to look through that top 50. They have to do a background check on every single one of those guys. That means they have to interview the player, which it doesn't hold much weight because, you know, a guy's going to tell you what you want to talk to him about, what, what he wants to hear, what you want to hear. Um, if you sit down one-on-one -on -one him, you know, you have to interview his, his parents or his guardians or whatever you might have be. You have to interview his friends. You have to interview acquaintances, people who have known him, his old coaches. Uh, you have to interview a ton, a literal ton of people just to get an idea about what this guy's life is like. And you have to do that 50 times. And what a lot of these places are saying is that the Ravens need to clean up their act. Well, you need to define clean up your act because when you say that, I'm hearing, oh, well, they need to hit on every single one of these guys character-wise on who they draft. And I'm sorry, that's, not impo that's impossible. Like, statistically, that's impossible. Um... I, I do agree they could probably do a better job. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not saying you know that they're completely 
in the right here, but there's a been people are saying they need to quote unquote clean up their act, and they're not being very specific about that. What do you mean, like nobody, less people? Um, it, it's just kind of aggravating to me. And then that's just the draft process. If you look at free agency, there's I'm gonna there's probably what. You have all the veterans out there who have been out there throughout the season, so let's say 50 or so. And then you have all the guys coming off of their contracts this year. I'm going to say, let's say 40 or so. All right, so that's about 90 players. And you have to pick the ones you like, and you have to do that whole, you know, um, character analysis process. I mean, there's, there's a little bit more because they've been in the league. And, you know, you have to ask around and you have to do that. That's a lot of work. And I understand that, like, the scouting uh, departments for these teams are huge. But not every single one of these organizations have a tremendous uh, manpower, that tremendous manpower available to do all that and be correct. And it's just kind of unnerving to me that people are expecting picture perfect from a lot from the Ravens right now I mean eventually it's going to be other teams you know another team's going to pop up like for years it was the Bengals the Bengals have a bunch of quote-unquote criminals and before them it was like the Cowboys with the the big three with Aikman Sanders and uh, Irving or Aikman Smith and Irving my bad you know they were a bunch of criminals and it's just it's just it's just eating away at me I just kind of have to vent here um, but to ask for complete and 100% hit on the mark money, I think is unreasonable. I do think the Ravens could do a better job, but you have to also take into account what all they're doing. Like what you actually have to do to get a good character profile on a player. And this is just what I understand. I'm not, I don't even work in the front office of the Ravens. This is just what I understand from what other people have said. There's probably tens of thousands of other ways they can go about looking into a guy's character that I'm not even touching on. And it's, and they have, and you're expecting them to hit on it, like do that for every player and to be right about it. Like, just look at, uh, Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez was, was clean coming out of college. No, no prior history. Um, from what I could tell, you know, he had, he had, his friends were quote unquote normal. I mean, they might've, uh, uh, I don't know if they were doing shady stuff, but you go to another example, say you talk about Ray Rice. Ray Rice was a model citizen coming out of college. He was a model citizen in Baltimore all the way up before that incident. And, you know, you ask someone to, you know, name an NFL player who would, you know, hit their wife. You wouldn't pick Ray Rice. He would be the last person you'd pick. And I guess that's all I got to say about that. You just can't um i don't know it's just hard because you can look at this one guy and he had like a kind of you know rough background or like rough outcoming but um he comes into the nfl he gets his shit together and he works hard and you know achieves great things but you can have like a guy squeaky clean and have no priors or anything but come into the nfl get around the wrong people and then turn into a you know huge d-bag it's just a matter of the person and their morals. You can't, you know. It's hard to it, judge someone by their morals. 
Exactly. Yeah, true. You, you, no one wears their morals on the streets, and you can't ask someone, you know, as an employer, asking an employee, you know, what are your morals? Yeah, like, you actually you literally can't do that. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I, I don't have the words to describe that, but, but like, if you would look at the, like, looking at the background of Tory Smith before he was drafted, you know, he, he grew up on the streets. You know, he was the quote-unquote microwave king. You know, his family was poor. He took care of his brothers and sisters. Well, he grew up on the streets. You don't think that would have a negative impact on him? Like, would you not draft him because you were afraid that, you know, he still have, he would still have those old connections and that might get him in trouble? Or even a more, um, you know, famous case, Michael Orr, who was basically homeless. Yeah. Um, You know, adopted by this random family and became, you know, still had connections in his past to where it was kind of sketchy, but has still not had any trouble since he's been in the NFL besides um, being a shitty football player. Being um, <laughs> false starting all the time. Yeah. Didn't have a snap count down, but, but um, you know, but as a person, he's quote-unquote bigger. I'm not saying it because he's a big man. He's just bigger than, um, I don't know. I don't know the words to describe it either. Yeah, I mean, I've heard, I've heard good things about Michael War. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's not a bad guy. As, as much as people like to hate on him from not being that great of a football player, I'm pretty I'm sure he's a fine person. Yeah. For sure, um, and you, you would you would never exactly know that coming in. You couldn't be able to judge that whether or not someone's a good person or not. It's very hard thing to do. And not only that is that, like you said earlier, a player a person changes. You can't expect it, a per, you can't you know predict whether or not a guy is going to change or not. If he's gonna if if his fame is going to affect him or what have you. Like you go out with um, a group of NFL players and you go out partying at like two a.m. You're going to – or you go around a bunch of people that you don't normally associate with. You never know what's going to happen. Exactly. Um, it's just – I mean, here's a non-football example. Michael Phelps. What is he – what was he growing up? You know, a good kid. He swam. He trained basically his whole life for the Olympics. And what did he do when he got fame? He, he's kind of thrown it away. You know, he had – he was smoking – he caught smoking weed. Um, DUI, you know, he's turning into Two a DUIs. D- he said, he said after his first DUI, he said he wasn't going to do it again. And then like a year later he did it again. Wow. Two DUIs. Um, just that kind of stuff that you, I would have never predicted he would have a DUI or like, like after 2008, um, the Olympics and all never get caught, you know, or even think about, uh, smoking weed or he, anything like that. He was a poster boy. He was on Wheaties. Exactly, Wheaties. Then they caught him after. Yeah, that? they caught him after that. You do, Wheaties don't. Wheaties don't play around. No, <laughs> they don't wait for the investigation. No, they're done. Wheaties don't play that. Fun fact: the first time I saw Michael Phelps smoking out of the bong, I was, I, I learned what a bong was. Jesus, I was in like seventh, sixth grade. How am I supposed to know what a bong is? I don't even I don't even remember that far ago. I just I remember seeing the picture on the news and that was it. <laughs> All right, I think that wraps it up for the show. We're sorry we got a little serious there. I just had to get that off my chest, and uh, I, I don't think writing an article could really describe what how I how I feel about this. It would be hard to put it into words for me. So I thank you for sticking with me through that that hard uh, that hard earned rant I did. <laughs> 
hard-earned. All right. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. I am uh, uh, at the underscore other Cody on Twitter, and you can Connor is uh, at Connor underscore Garcia. 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 I always mispronounce your name. I'm sorry, my friend. It's a good man. Everyone does. Uh, you can follow Mr. Baseball at uh, Baseball, the Orioles spelling. Orioles. Um, yeah, baseball, they... baseball, the Spanish spelling, the not Spanish. the Orioles spelling. Yeah, the Spanish spelling, Orioles. Um, you got anything coming down the pipeline, Connor? Um, Friday, once I get home from Camden Yards, I'll sum up the week in review for the American League East. I'll talk about uh, Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays, uh, Rays. Um, A-Rod hit a home run today. <laughs> um, Hanley... Gifts galore. <laughs> A-Rod, or not A-Rod, Hanley Ramirez is off to a great start with the Red Sox. Um, and uh, Encarnacion homered in this first game for the Blue Jays, too. So, you know, some stuff to talk about around the American League East. Um, it's all coming up. Keep keep your friends close, your enemies close, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be disappointed if the Yankees section in that isn't just, like, a repeat of that A-Rod hitting a home run gif. I'm going to be disappointed <laughs> in you. I really am. Um, we'll I ha- see. <laughs> uh, BSR weekly update is getting pushed back a day. Um, they're they're due to some issues. I, I can't really go into it. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to go into it. But uh, doing some issues, BSR weekly update is getting pushed back a day. Um, so instead of Friday and when it normally comes out, which would be today when you're listening to the uh, the today or well. The day it is when you're listening is it should be then uh, if it's on Friday. But it normally comes out on Friday, as always. Um, but it's getting pushed back to Saturday. Uh, and uh, that's pretty much it for me. I don't have anything else, I don't believe. Um, oh, if you want to go back and have a little bit of nostalgia, me and Jake English did uh, BSR Live Tuesday. Um, uh, talk about the the Orioles winning over winning uh, the Orioles beating the Rays. Um, I thought we had a valid discussion. It didn't get aired because uh, Jake was uh, preoccupied beforehand. But uh, the BSR Live will be uh, every Tuesday and Thursday, hopefully throughout the season. And I'm I'm helping a little bit on the editing side, creating some bumpers for the show for intros and outros. So uh, be sure to watch that. It's normally going to be Jake and Scott of Bird's Eye View doing it. I may jump in every now and then we might have another guest or there might be somebody else doing it but i did it tuesday to kick off the season um and uh well it's not going to be third uh, i guess if there's not a date game they're not going to do it but tuesdays and thursdays normally so be sure to check that out after the games and that's all i got you good all right i'm good you good you good you good all right take me out to the no. ball no 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 all right We'll wait for um, the seventh inning stretch, the actual seventh inning stretch. But that's when we that's when we play. Uh, Thank God I'm a country boy. Well, we play "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" also. I know, but that's not really uh, whatever. All right, <laughs> we'll see you next week, folks. Remember, we're on a weekly basis from here on out. You get you get more of us, even though you don't want it. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Uh- <laughs>